Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. You're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, Chris, pretty exciting news in the industry this week, huh? I just got chills as you said it. Yeah. <laughs> L5P support. So uh, it, it, it's uh, it's no surprise. L5P has been the big you know cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you will. Um, can it be done? Will it be done? What's ETA? And we'd have to tell people we don't know because we really didn't know. For, um, for over a year now. For almost two. Yeah. Almost two years. So um, teamed up with HP Tuners. Uh, they reached out to us. They're actually not far from us. So uh, they're in Buffalo Grove, Illinois, their headquarters. 40 um, minutes away from yeah, us. if that. And uh, they presented Nick with the opportunity to get a truck on the dyno. So we can honestly say we are the first in the country to tinker with the L5P and, and get on Dyno and make some power. To actually tune in L5P yeah, ECM, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, so we kind of, that was a few weeks now ago, right. and we had to keep it hush-hush. You know how many dealers and customers I have to deal with? It was so it was cloak so and tough. dagger when it, it, it was yeah. so cloak and dagger at the, at the time. We didn't know what truck was going to show up to go on the Dyno until it pulled in the lot. I mean, we all thought we knew yeah. and had a pretty good idea, but like, Nobody knew for sure until the truck showed up. And then when the truck showed up, we were told, absolutely do not discuss. Yeah. Um, and I think what's crazy is we could talk about it now, but within two hours, Nick and the guys in R&D were making over 100 wheel additional horsepower. Yeah. Like blink an eye, couple dyno runs, boom, there's 100 horsepower. Like talk about, you know, being a pioneer in the industry and understanding common rail injection systems like Give the hats off to the guys in tuning. You know, well, here's a crazy, crazy. When's the last time you saw a new platform hit the dyno and drive off, as opposed to like dealing with limiters and like we have to like limp it off <laughs> you know, the dyno, right? Or, like, I mean, get, or crash in the ECM. You know, like I've I've seen all of this. All of like, it. I remember the four gen Dodge stuff was a nightmare for oh the longest God. time. How Ford, many ECMs? Oh, Ford yeah. when we started getting oh. into the six seven, but brick. You know, it. <laughs> <laughs> she's a brick house. <laughs> no, but it, it's just it's crazy to to see the evolution and. You know, to have someone like, you know, the guys over at HP Tuners reach out, want to work with us, presented a, a badass video that went viral, you know, on our dyno, Nick, you know, front and center. Yeah. Um, it's really cool to, to kind of see that. And then a few days later, have it go online and be posted and everyone's freaking out. And it's like, yeah, we were there. We lived it. Like, it, it did we were in the room. Quite the uproar. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. So it was very cool. But yeah, so L, L5P is kind of the, the buzz right now. Now, this is not the first time we're learning about L5P. And this is not the first time our listeners are learning about L5P. Absolutely not. We've been diving into the L5P topic for a very long time. Um, and that's why we thought this whole week uh, coming up here, the last week of September, we're going to re-release some old L5P episodes. So now that the buzz is hot again and guys are thinking about their trucks again, we're already getting questions, Chris, about like what's the crank going to hold? What's the rod going to hold? What's the difference in the turbo? And, How, what's changed oh, in the God. L5P internals? You know, what? it sickens me that people like want to waste their time talking about that. And I don't mean any disrespect, but... I remember back in the day, 2008, 2009, when six fours were like the craze yeah. and a tuned truck would make 600 wheel and you could throw nitrous at it and make just over it and they're taking it, they're taking it. And I remember reading this article where the guy's like, just give it a couple of years. Give it a couple of years. I, it was Diesel Power Mag and it was uh, Project Godzilla and it was just this green, beautiful emerald green crew short and it, give it a couple of years. You know, the the issues are going to show themselves. Yeah. Those trucks turn out to be some of the biggest pieces of shit out of all the year, <laughs> out of any of the trucks. So am I saying that's the L5P? No, but guys, it's all speculation. You don't know until you know. Guys were running stock crank 
LML motors at a thousand wheel and cracking cranks and no one had any idea until a Tesla was performed to find out that the LML crank is one of the softest cranks out of all the RPOs. Right. So who's to say that you know you don't have that going on with the L5P? We don't well, know. Well, who's to say and who does know, I think, would be the guy that we actually got to go interview, exactly. who's actually torn them down to the blocks, torn them all the way apart, building them, working with them. Uh, obviously, he's not running an L5P ECU, an, no. an injection system, but he is dealing with the L5P engine. He has more knowledge over the engine and what its capabilities are, more so than anyone else in the industry combined right now. Absolutely. And that, of course, is going to be Gail Banks. So uh, Nick and I, uh, Nick Pregnitz from Duramax Tuner and I, got uh, the, the honor of being able to go out to the Banks facility last year, maybe the year before, yeah, two years ago now, and uh, we actually got to see the L5P. So we talked about a ton of stuff with Gail. Uh, he walked us through his entire facility. We spent the whole day there. It was absolutely amazing. And if, if nothing else, it was overwhelming uh, amount of knowledge. Uh, so we're going to bring back those episodes for you guys throughout this last week of September as we kind of ramp up for the L5P topic. So here you are. Listen to an old episode from us, uh, L5P and Gail Banks. Everything gets better with swirl. Swirl is the rotation of the air in the cylinder. Okay. So you can measure it a couple of different ways. Uh, torque is one way uh, and RPM is the other. Uh, we, we generally use RPM. So when we go to the bench, we'll see that happening. Uh, Let's talk about how that fits into flow. I look at flow bench numbers, and I, I don't look at swirl numbers are never printed in Hot Rod Magazine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, never printed in diesel power. You, you don't see swirl numbers. You see flow numbers. So when right. I, you look at ports, you look at them, and you say, okay, how big is the port? How nice is that radius? Oh, that looks shiny, nice polished job. That thing's got to flow awesome. And right? I think that's pretty state-of-the-art in, in aftermarket cylinder heads for Duramaxes. Yeah. Uh, and, and Cummins, for that matter. Sure. Yep. And when we're talking about ports, we're talking about this right here. So this is a standard LML head, I believe. The intake air goes into these eight ports, uh, supplies boost air to one valve. Gotcha. So two intake valves, two exhaust valves. Same thing on the Cummins 5.9 and 6.7. You know, it's yeah, it's pretty, pretty much state of the art. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, it's interesting, right, because intuition make you wonder, makes me wonder anyway. The first time I saw this head, I thought, why are there two ports? Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly there's two intake ports, but why couldn't they run those, why couldn't they make this convergent higher? You know what I mean? You could have got more volume in, this, in the intake runner. Mm -hmm. uh, you could have conceivably flowed more air, like that stood to reason for me. So why two ports? Well, you can shorten up the length of the port, and that's beneficial. But the entry angle relative to the cylinder itself you, you want to design for swirl. If you look at the Eco Diesel, the little three liter V6, they have a dedicated swirl port and a dedicated high mass flow port. Okay. And there's butterflies in their intake manifold that close the mass flow port and force all the low flow air through one intake port. That helps them with fuel economy. It helps them with low end torque. Okay. Uh, and it helps them with maximum power, all of the above. Your power curve just looks better because you, you can inject more fuel if you've got the swirl happening than you can if you don't. Yeah, so usually I'm used to guys saying you can inject more fuel if you have more air. But what you're talking about is how efficient that air is being used in the cylinder. That's what swirl speaks to. Guys talk about bigger uh, pumps, high pressure pumps. They talk about multiple pumps. 
What's that all about? Uh, you know, limits we hear on the 3.3, such as you'd have on an LMM or earlier, we've exceeded by a few hundred horsepower, mainly because we maintain the swirl in cylinder. Maintaining the swirl gives oxygen to every fuel droplet or particle that's in the cylinder during combustion. If, so, you, if you have no swirl, a lot of it goes out the pipe and you generate a lot of smoke. Yeah, so example, low so, swirl motor would be the 12 valve Cummins. A 12 right. valve Cummins has virtually no swirl. It's more tumble <laughs> and so than it is smoke. swirl. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you, everything gets better uh, with, with swirl. So when, when you develop a racing head, we're all over maintaining the swirl that the OEM had. And at higher valve lifts, uh, getting the swirl RPM to go even higher. So can I, can I break this down for the newbies? What I'm hearing you guys say is when we have a, a head that has good swirl, mm -hmm. we're getting more oxygen to the fuel and we're burning all of the fuels as opposed to leaving some of it unburnt by not letting it get a good air-fuel ratio? So swirl helps with air-fuel ratio, is that right? It's a, it's a it, balance, Paul. It's a compromise between the two, right? You get, more, you get higher swirl, higher RPM of that air in the cylinder by having a higher velocity port. And a higher velocity would be a smaller port with a, with a, with a radius designed for swirl. Well, you want bigger ports if you could build racing That's engines. the balance, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the, the bottom line is you don't want smoke. Right. If you inject the fuel into the cylinder, so, I think it's in the Old Testament. It says, you, you burn the fuel in the cylinder. <laughs> the 12 bell guys is not reading you know, that. And there's another chapter that says, that you do not smoke. <laughs> uh, that smoke is unburned fuel. Yep. Smoke is horsepower. It's in the air. It's torque and horsepower you can see but not use. So the hell with emissions. I want power. Yeah, right. That's my motivation. So we look at swirl, and GM's doing the same thing uh, on the L5P. The swirl's way better than the previous engines. So making uh, better use of their air. How does that work? Well, the injector's right in the middle of the cylinder, and when it injects, it squirts radially out. Right. Okay? If you had no swirl, the, the it, fuel part particles get to a point where they run out of oxygen. Okay. And it's like, imagine the, the particle being like an onion, and you're peeling the onion. It, these fuel particles don't explode like gasoline. They, they don't, don't instantly vaporize. So you need enough velocity and enough momentum to move that thing through the oxygen and keep it burning. You want to burn it all in the cylinder. Gotcha. Gotcha. If, okay. it, if it runs out of oxygen, it, it's like making a briquette. A briquette is like wood that is heated in the absence of oxygen. Right. Particulate matter. It's just right. It's it's the blade. Briquettes are it's, real it's, big smoke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, but the smoke you're seeing is fuel that ran out of oxygen in the cylinder and stopped burning, but still had the heat. Right. So now you're making these little mini briquettes and they're all in the air and that's power. So okay. if you have swirl as you're injecting this way, the air is coming around in the cylinder at a real high rate of speed and supplying 
additional oxygen until the, the thing is gone. There is no fuel left. Right. So zero smoke to me means maximum power. Okay. Every record we've set anywhere with a diesel, and we've done a number, there was no smoke. We used it all in the engine. The L5P is similar. So swirl is induced. You know, the intake ports, as we showed you earlier, here's a head we've cut in half. So we have the top half, here are the intake ports, and you're looking at, here's an intake port, it's inducing swirl. Here's an intake port, it's inducing swirl. One is a higher velocity port, one is a lower velocity port, at least that's my read on it. One, one gives you higher torque. Now if this was the, and one gives you a higher mass flow. The whole point being, you're making that thing swirl from, from the minute the intake valve, valves crack all the way to maximum lift. Exactly. If, you've done, if you've done your job, the, the swirl just... So. And that's the difference between a ported head and high inefficiency, combustion inefficiency, okay. versus a ported head with maximum swirl. Okay. We should be able to see that in the numbers, right? I mean, we, we should be able to see, see a it swirl in the chart, we should be able to see the mass flow Absolutely. chart, and we should see gains in both on the L5P. Yep. All right. So let's take it to the head bench. All right. All right. All right, so we're on the flow bench here. I have Mike. Mike's going to operate the super flow. We have the L5P head here. Uh, he's set up an apparatus to actuate the valves, and you're just going to change the height of the valves, right? And then we'll be able to see the height of the valves change and be able to see what happens to CFM and swirl, and we'll see that all on our sheets and be able to talk about it. So I'm going to let you handle it, Mike. guys we're back from the super flow it made a lot of noise it was really really cool to see it yeah. run but now we got some results gail help me with here break down some of the results of what we just saw on the back okay we'll start with the intake side yeah first of all the l5p outflows and outswirls the lml lmm all the previous designs well don't spoil the results altogether i'm not going <laughs> to tell you uh, all right <laughs> on the intake side let's do it a little here? different uh, okay on the intake side we've got a, a, a situation uh starting at about fifty thousand lift we go every fifty thousands all, all the way to six hundred thousands now, when you so, say lift, you're actually, that's where we were measuring the, the lift lifts. of the valve itself off the seat. Okay. Is what we're talking about. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so it's flow in cubic feet per minute. We test at 28 inches of water. That's our test pressure. So it's about a one pound drop across the valve. Uh, and we use that pressure at every point and follow it with the bench. On the intake, at 50 thou, we're starting virtually the same. Right. But the, the L5P, which is the green trace, gets right on it, and at a, a little over 100 thou, it kind of swings back towards the flow of the LML, but then it comes on quite well, and the beauty of it is it carries it all the way to 600 thousandths lift. Now you're talking about racing cams. <laughs> right. That, 
that as opposed to uh, the LML, the blue trace, you can see it gets a, a peak at about 300 thousandths valve lift and then actually falls off pretty substantially. There's a similar trend in the L5P trace, but very slight. That could, could be just, if we retested it, it may go away. Right. But what's happening on the other port, the earlier head, is it's dropping flow as the valve goes further and further open. So there, if you're gonna go race with that, if you're gonna put more valve lift and more valve timing into this head, you're going to have to make some significant modifications. Yeah, you're going to port that head. I mean, there's, now, there's no reason to do that. With the stock exactly. Yeah. I think the flow differences would, would be more profound if the heads were tested with the manifolds on them, the Absolutely. clamshells. Absolutely. And we intend to we intend to do that. But this is head versus cylinder head. So we've got a winner on the intake side. On the exhaust side, man. This is where the L5P absolutely destroys uh, all the previous heads. You know, I'm usually asking you to explain what I'm looking at, but this one's pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the area under the curve is... It's all about it's the all area. Here, man. <laughs> so, so, and the beauty of this exhaust port is that not only does it start out better, there, there, it, it breaks away at about 250 thousandths valve lift, and it just drives away. The green trace just drives away. Uh, significant flow difference where the LML just flatlines. Yeah, it's clearly Now it's, right it's, it, it's gaining very slightly as you add valve lift. To, to me, this is port choke. In other words, the intake ports on this head and the uh, shorter uh, on the intake, the exhaust ports are just different. By that I mean they're about the same length. But good God, yeah, look I mean, at we're this. We're talking 20% difference, right? Yeah. We're talking about the difference in all the other stuff we talked about on the L5P. Mm -hmm. It's 25% or 20% difference, I should say. Right. Yeah. And you can kind of see up here on the top of the intake valve trace. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a significant difference, but this is, I mean, this is 20% well, plus. And there's no manifold except for, you know, uh, some racing manifolds you might buy to to improve on that, right? Uh, because ultimately, I think the manifold is going to the exhaust manifold is going to choke this sure. head. Uh, so, and if you install the clamshells, I think the difference on the intake is going to be remarkable. More dramatic? Yeah, more dramatic. Okay. Uh -huh. Now, when I'm driving the truck, I'm not watching it. I can't see. I don't know any of this. Exactly. How would I notice this? Why? What would make an impact to me as a driver to care whether or not it gets exhaust out of the head quicker? Well, until you ask for a lot of airflow through the engine with the throttle. Right. Because, because with the throttle, you're demanding torque. And th that means you got to get more air density into the intake manifold and you mix it with fuel. Right. As you, you get up more and more density in the intake manifold and the engine inhales that pumps that every cubic foot that the engine pumps this has this this is different than every cubic foot it inhales from atmosphere that there's two different cfms we we talk about with engines right one is inhaled ambient cfm and the other one is pumped 
uh, manifold air density CFM. Okay. So the engine pumps its own volume every two revs. And let's say you're running at 3,000 RPM and you hit a hill. You, you, you chase the throttle, especially if you're pulling a trailer, and you say you maintain the 3,000 RPM. The engine's turning the same speed. What did you change? Well, you change the air density in the intake manifold. Oh, okay. The manifold air density, we call that MAD. Right. How did you do that? Well, you increased the BAD, the boost air de density. Okay. It all starts with ambient air density. So add plus boost air density, BAD equals MAD, manifold air density. Gotcha. And that's what you're pumping. When you go to higher density intake air, then you need all of this to happen. Gotcha. Otherwise, if you're just cruising, uh, this thing's gonna throttle a lot better as well. In other words, throttle response will be better looking just at a head cylinder head performance. Sure. But it's mainly gonna respond to swirl. Swirl is where I see the big benefit in throttle response. Yeah. I also see a big benefit in low-end torque, still let's, passing emissions. Let's talk about that swirl. I mean, look at that. Look. If you look at the green trace, that's the L5P again, and the blue trace being the LML. The green trace kind of passes just about 80 thousandths valve lift. It exceeds the LML. And then, a little bit of strangeness, it kind of dips back, and then it goes for the moon. It doesn't get as high, you don't exceed the L5P till the valve is almost at full lift. Right. So, all the area difference under, under the curve between the blue trace and the green trace means you can put more fuel there and burn it. Okay. So. That's more torque. And more efficiently use that air. Yeah, more efficient like combustion. In the usable torque curve too. It's not just peak, right? Like we talk well, a lot well, about well, peak numbers, but it's a, it's important to make the distinction here that this is this is valve lift and not RPM, right? Right. So okay. This is happening on every pumping stroke. Oh, okay. Exactly. So every other stroke it's of the have piston. Better swirl all the time. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? you're not going to use it all the time. Right. But you are changing the RPM. As you, as, you, as you go up in engine speed and, and advance the throttle versus just cruising, uh, you're gonna kick the swirl in the, in, in the butt because you're gonna have higher density air going into the intake ports. Mm -hmm. All right. And that's a component of thrust. In other words, that comes in there, it's boosted in there. Right. With higher pressure. Boosted swirl. <laughs> so literally, that's what's going on. Yeah. As, your, as your boost pressure comes up, it's adding to density. The charge air cooler also is adding to density. But you have, if you will, thicker air. Right. And it will kick the swirl in the butt. And that's exactly what you want. This is a master stroke. The guys at GM, yeah, they did, did this nice engine, it's all theirs. Uh, Isuzu, Isuzu uh, still has 40% of the plant. Okay. GM now has 60% of the plant. And GM took the Isuzu design 
and had their way with it. Really? And that's the L5P. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> and it's heavily GM. And I congratulate these guys. Friends of mine talk about the fuel economy with the trucks. And they're amazed because these are guys who've owned a lot of Duramaxes. And now they got an L5P. You're looking at this swirl component has a lot to do with that. There's yeah. other elements everywhere, but it has a lot to do with well, it. This is going to cut down on the particulate emissions per, per torque load, too. Right. It's going to mean you know better better cycles between regen. Anytime you can improve that, I mean that's that's a win all around in the engine. There's no there's no compromise there. And, and kind of the way it works, the block itself is you know a, a bit different. It has a taller deck. Uh, to facilitate what they did with the rods and crankshaft and all of that. Sure. Uh, so it's about a four millimeter higher deck. And um, the block weighs uh, rough, rough, I'd say somewhere between five and 10 pounds more than the LML. It's got additional iron in critical places. Okay. Uh, so there's been a, a work done in the block as well. but. The higher firing pressure capability, these heads will be, they'll evolve. So we watch that happen at almost every. Yeah, every iteration of the yeah, previous from LLY, RPO has you know, gotten better, better flowing. LLY, outflow. they changed the uh, fuel lines to outside and all the LLY and up engines, the block got better and the heads got better at almost every yeah, change. Every every juncture there. Yeah. So. Yeah, so the. Uh, so, 2018-19, right? That's <laughs> Who knows what's coming? <laughs> they know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And if I knew, you could slip my wrist and I wouldn't tell you. I mean, we're kind of the representative for these engines worldwide. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We no, sell them. Awesome. We sell awesome. them everywhere. So well, we really appreciate you taking the time to go through the L5P program with us. Yes. Dino Thank cell, you. head flow, taking each component one by one. I mean, if you don't know what's different between an L5P and an LML LMM by now, yeah. It, Gail, it's been such a pleasure. Thank, Thank you so you. much for doing the podcast Thank with you. us. Guys, really this has appreciate been it. Paul Wilson. Yep. I'm Nick Pregnitz. And Gail Banks. <laughs> Thanks for watching. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including Duramax, Cummins, PowerStroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. If you'd like to contact the podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email Paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Chris at CEHMK at DuramaxTuner.com. Hey, thanks for listening. Your feedback is appreciated. Please rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and by all means, let us know if you have any ideas for a podcast. We'd love to hear from you. It's in the Old Testament. It says... You burn the fuel in the cylinder. <laughs> the 12L guys is not reading you know, that. And then there's another chapter <laughs> that says, you do not smoke. <laughs>